that's how I was raised. You hear people say this when you give them a compliment about how nice they are, how polite they are, how dependable they are. Can you raise kids the same way you were raised? That's what we're going to talk about next on the Driving with Rob podcast. That's how I was raised. Have you ever had somebody tell you that after you told them that you really appreciate how nice they are or that you were really impressed on how they followed through with something or how you needed them to do something and they were there for you? They'll say, well, that's how I was raised. And by the same token, you'll hear people, old people, and when I say old people, anybody over 50. And if you're over 50, yes, you are old. However, 70 is not as old as it used to be. But anyway, whenever you give somebody a compliment about what a good person they are, they'll pretty much say, that's the way I was raised. And there are certain things that you were taught as you were growing up or as you were being raised. And I had an English teacher named Mrs. Sosby who said that children aren't raised, children are reared. Corn is raised. But that's just a little shout out to my 10th grade English teacher. But there are certain things that are fairly universal when you're talking about raising kids. There are certain things you can't depend on the school system to teach them. These are things that they have to learn at home about how to be a decent human being. And if you don't teach them, it's very hard for them to learn it somewhere else. But let's talk for a moment about the way you were raised and the way kids are being raised today. You'll hear people say, especially old people, again, 50 plus, I wasn't raised like that. Kids today aren't being raised the way we were raised. Well, you have to keep in mind, kids today aren't growing up in the same world that we grew up in. And I'll give you a quick example. We were telling the story about how my wife, then girlfriend, was having car trouble. And this would have been back in the 1980s, the early 80s. And it was 11 o'clock at night and she had to walk a quarter of a mile till she found a house where she thought she knew the people who lived there or she saw a light on so she could go in and use the phone. And my daughter said, did your phone battery die? And we had to explain to her that back then there were no cell phones. Cell phones had not been invented yet. It was still a couple of years before car phones and bag phones came out. Back then, nobody had cell phones. They didn't exist. But kids today can't imagine a world without cell phones. And you think about the things you grew up watching on TV. You watch the Andy Griffith Show, Leave it to Beaver, where the TV shows were a lot cleaner and nicer than they are now. And back then, TV showed the, the idyllic family structure, the idyllic family, where mom stayed home and took care of the kids in the house while dad went to work. Dad came home from work. Supper was ready. There was the wife. Nice dress, heels, pearl necklace. We all knew that wasn't real life. But at the same time, we kind of had this idea that that's how it should be. That in a perfect world, that's how it should be. That's what we should strive for. I heard uh, it was on one of the Andy Griffith Show reunions a few years ago. 
and it was still 40 years after the show came out. And I don't remember if it was Andy Griffith or Don Knotts, but whichever one it was said, one of the things that he liked about the show the most was the lengths that people would go to, or the characters would go to, to keep from hurting someone else's feelings. And that was a lot of the TV shows that we saw growing up. And then over time, as things changed, you got into shows like Married with Children and Roseanne, where when they wrapped up the show at the end of the episode, you still kind of had the feeling that they were a family and that they loved each other. But all during the course of the show, it was just a series of wisecracks that made you think that they didn't actually like each other very much. And then later on, they got worse as far as the characters, the people disrespecting each other and not caring about each other and that kind of thing. And this is kind of the situation that your kids grew up in. This was what they saw on TV as the idyllic family. This is how normal families interact with each other. Kids today grew up in a different world than the one we grew up in. When we were growing up, you knew who the enemies were, the enemies of the United States. Kids growing up today think that the enemies are in the United States, that your enemy is the guy who lives right down the street who disagrees with you. But when we were growing up, it was the guys on a different continent. It was the communists. This is what the Korean War was all about, what the Vietnam War was all about. When we were growing up, there had never been a school shooting. When we were growing up, terrorists had never attacked American soil. And people will make the argument, oh, it was still happening. No, it wasn't. School shootings didn't happen. There, there were maybe terrorist acts, but very, very few. But now it's just a normal part of life. Remember the first school shooting? It was the most tragic thing you had ever heard of, the most horrendously awful thing you'd ever heard of. And when you hear about them now, oh, there was another school shooting. Oh, really? Where was this one? People have become very blasé about it. Kids today are growing up in a different world than the world we grew up in. But I didn't mean to get all preachy on you. And I didn't mean to go down that road, but that's, that's just how it is. But when you're talking about the way you were raised versus the way kids today are raised, there are certain universal things that kids still should be raised knowing. And as I mentioned before, when, when we were growing up, there were no cell phones. Cell phones hadn't been invented yet. The closest thing you had was the communicator on Star Trek. You didn't really have a phone in your pocket. You had to go to where a phone was if you wanted to call somebody on the phone. And as a result of the fact that there are phones now, and there weren't back then, phone etiquette has changed. Remember when we were growing up, you would never answer a phone or begin a phone conversation with anything other than, hello. If the phone rang at your house, you picked it up and said, hello. If you were in a business, hello, this is Revco. Hello, this is Belk. Again, this was also back in the days before Walmart. And it was the days before, really, the automated message. Back when we were growing up, there was always a human being on the other end of the phone. And now, as likely as not, if it's a phone from a business, you're not getting to talk to an actual person. If you try to call a business, you may or may not get to talk to an actual person. If you're calling customer support, you're not going to talk to a customer support person until you push one, then three, then zero, then the pound sign, then you wait. 
and then they'll tell you we're connecting you to a representative. And you still might not get a representative. But back in the old days, whenever you picked up a phone, no matter where you were, first thing you said, hello. Now you have a smartphone. And if it's somebody you know, chances are they're in your contact list and you'll see their name on your phone before you answer it. So now, as often as not, if somebody calls your cell phone, you don't necessarily say hello. You'll push the answer button and you'll start in the middle of a conversation. Where have you been? I have been trying to call you all day. Or the first words out of your mouth, I was just thinking about you. Because now you know who's there. So that little bit of, of phone etiquette went away. And I'm not going to get all, all tied up in what happened to customer service. But customer service, too, is a little bit about the way you were raised. Customer service is how everybody should be treated and how everybody kind of used to treat each other. They treated each other with a certain level of respect. One of the things I love about Chick-fil-A, and it's not because I'm doing a commercial for Chick-fil-A, but sometimes you go to Chick-fil-A just so you can hear somebody say, my pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve you. An actual person saying it, but I digress. Some of the things that we learned when we were growing up, it was really about how to be a decent human being. And again, you don't necessarily learn how to be a decent human being in school, nor should you. You should already know how to be a decent human being. And as you go through school, if there's a problem, your parents would get involved and tell you this is how you should have acted. This is what you should have said, or what you did was disrespectful, and that's why you got in trouble for it. But some of the things that we used to know was please and thank you. It's just simple little etiquette, decent human being kind of things. Please and thank you. Can I please do this? Can I please have that? And then when you get it, you say, thank you. That's one of those things that kids really are either taught or they're not taught. I'm not saying the kids today don't learn it. A lot of kids do learn it. But a lot of kids don't. And in spite of women's lib and equality, a man should still open the door for a lady. He should. Or hold the door open for a lady. Well, there again, when we were growing up, there weren't a lot of places that had automatic doors that just opened. You had to actually grab the handle and pull it or push it. See, you got out of the habit of holding doors for people as they went into and out of a business, a store, a restaurant, or whatever, because now you have automatic doors. You walk up to it and it opens. Hold the door for people, and not just ladies. For anybody. Hold the door for anybody. It's just a nice thing to do. And this is a thing that was going on even, even when I was a kid. Somebody says, how are you? Fine. And we all know the story. If you ask a woman how she is, and she says, fine. It all depends on how she says it. But another etiquette thing, when you ask somebody, how are you? Wait for the answer the way you dress to go out into public. When people go out into public now, and I do the same thing, you don't give a second thought to what you're wearing most of the time because you're just going to run in the store, run out. 
You don't really take time to think about what you're wearing. But the problem is that it has gotten to the point to where no matter where you're going, you don't care what you're wearing. Have you been to the airport lately? People show up in pajamas, especially if it's a very long flight or an overnight flight. They'll show up in pajamas. But when you look at old photographs from the 1950s, people dressed up to get on a plane because getting on a plane was a big deal. And when you look at the old black and white photos of baseball games, men would wear a jacket and a tie. And now, as often as not, the players themselves are dressed better than the fans up in the stands that are cheering for them. Learn how to shake hands. Learn what a normal, firm handshake should be and what it should feel like. Be able to carry on a pleasant conversation with somebody. People call it chit-chat or small talk. But really, you kind of need to be able to at least communicate with other people. Be able to carry on a conversation, even if the only thing you're talking about is the weather. You need to be able to express yourself verbally. Because this is one of those things that, whether, whether people mean to or not, they judge you right off the bat as soon as they meet you. And if you sound like an uneducated hillbilly when you talk to them, it's hard to break that impression they got of you if you acted like an uneducated hillbilly the first time you met them. And again, it's the way you dress. If the first time they ever see you, you're in a stained t-shirt and sweatpants, it's going to be hard to break that mental image later. When you go out into public, try not to look like a homeless person. You have clothes. You have nice clothes. Wear nice clothes when you go out of the house. Wear your work clothes when you're working. Wear your gym clothes when you're at the gym. But don't go into a restaurant wearing yoga pants and a sports bra. Just don't do it. Because people are constantly judging you. And that's why we need to raise our kids. And the reason we were raised the way we were raised. So that you can fit in with the culture and communicate effectively with the people that you come in contact with. When our kids were little, and my youngest one is 20 years old now, but when the kids were little, people would always tell us, you know, especially people at church or in restaurants and places that we would go, they would compliment me and my wife on what well-behaved children we have. And we would often wonder, what children are they talking about? Because a lot of times at home, they acted like little animals. But they were taught enough about how to act in public. They knew how to act in church. They knew how to act in school. They knew how to respond to authority figures. They learned simple human respect for other people. And as much as I hate to take credit for it, I'm going to. Because in certain respects, I raised them the way I was raised. My wife raised them the way she was raised. You don't talk back to your elders. You have respect for those in authority. You dress, not necessarily dressed up, but at least dress decently enough that you wouldn't be ashamed of what you were wearing if you were in public. If someone in authority, like a teacher or your boss, 
or a member of law enforcement tells you to do something, you need to do it. It's not an option. A six or eight year old child does not have the mental capacity to choose or to decide which rules he will obey and which ones he won't. And you need to teach them the difference between right and wrong. And that's the biggest thing you need to teach them is the difference between right and wrong because that's the biggest thing that you were taught the way you were raised is the difference between right and wrong. It pretty much all goes back to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In the New Testament, when they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And everybody always thinks of the Ten Commandments. But there were a lot more commandments than that in the Old Testament. But everybody remembers the Big Ten. But when they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, there's really only two. Have no other gods and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's good advice for us because really that's the way you were raised. That you have a respect and a reverence for God and if you treat others like you love them, you won't steal from them. You won't try to kill them. You won't tell lies about them. You have fulfilled all the commandments if you love your neighbor the way you love yourself. But that's a whole other podcast. What we're talking about today is this is how I was raised. Thanks for listening. And I'll get back to the breakdown of the Ten Commandments in a later show. But I appreciate you listening today. I appreciate you downloading. And if you would do me a favor, share it on your social media. Share it on Instagram. Share it on Twitter. Click on like. And if you click on the subscribe button or the follow button, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't obligate you to anything. But it'll let you know the next time I download a podcast. Thanks again. I'll talk to you next time. Bye now. Thank you.